Hello, friends, and welcome to Brotherly Love Gaming, the show where two brothers talk through the past, present, and future of our lives in gaming. My name is Alex, joined today by my brother Spence. What's up, guys? Today on the program, we're going to go through what we've been playing recently. Um, I have a big update on that end. And then we'll talk about a couple things that have been coming out as the Tokyo Game Show has been happening in Japan. There's probably too much information to, to cover uh, from that entirely. So we picked out a couple of things that we have some thoughts on, uh, including the Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer and gameplay demos that have been coming out, the new Resident Evil thing, uh, Ring Fit Adventure from Nintendo, and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yes. We find time. So let's start off talking about what we've been playing. Do you, do you want to go or what have you been up to? Or should I <laughs> dive in? With you're going to, you're going to go on a, on a tangent. I, I really haven't been playing much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, you know, hitting Devil May Cry 5 levels here and there. Um, uh, I tried playing Ultimate Alliance 3 again. Um, when, what was today? Saturday. So Wednesday night. Um, could not beat the boss we mm. it was literally me and two other friends trying to do this this boss and i even lowered the difficulty because i you know me i try to play on the highest difficulty for games i already know right so uh, we even tried to lower the difficulty and we just kept getting stomped so I, there's there's a lot of issues i have with that game so compared to the first two you know right. i really thought i liked it but there, there's some things i have some problems with but I've heard some people say that it's kind of grindy, especially if you yeah. want to stick with a particular character. Yeah, because each of the characters levels on their own, mm-hmm. which is so stupid. It's so stupid. There's no reason that you should have character levels for each individual hero on a game like Ultimate Alliance because it makes, say you have, right now, like I like I said in the last time I talked about it, I, I use a full Spider-Verse team. I use Venom, I use uh, Miles Morales, I use Spider-Gwen, and I use regular Spider-Man. Mm. For the boss I'm on, I'm on Kingpin. It does not, it's not easy with those four people because each team has different stat bonuses that they get and stuff like that. And it, like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be using Defenders, a.k.a. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, right, um, okay. Elektra, and... Um, oh, God, what's the fourth one? I forget the fourth one that, that I have unlocked already. Um, probably Jess- Jessica Jones, maybe. Okay. Um, but it just does not... Like, my those characters are at, like, level 7, while my Spider-Verse team is at, like, level 12. So it's, it's like, ridiculous. Also, I was supposed to unlock Elektra, but she never actually showed up in my character select thing, so I have no idea. Hmm. Just glitched and decided not to give you the character, maybe. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm probably just going to restart the game and try to level it up, like right. level everyone up slowly. Right. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. I know you were particularly like, really interested in that one, and then it seemed as if you were pretty positive on it at first. So it sucks that it, like, uh, yeah, it took apart a as horrible. Yeah, because, like, at the beginning of the game, you know, everybody's the same level, like, at the start, you know, like, you get your four main characters, you get your four characters at the start, which are all level five, and then, you know, you you start to progress, and as you unlock characters, they, they, um, they unlock at the level that you unlock them at, so, like, if you're at level seven, you unlock Iron Fist at level seven, 
but that doesn't leave the people that you left behind. They don't rank up. They stay at that same level that they were right. at. So it's it's just, I don't know. So when you want to switch to somebody later in the game, you're kind of screwed if you haven't been using them. Exactly. The time. Exactly. Like you have to basically, like it makes you pick and choose who you want to be. And if you unlock people, they benefit you. They're like, hey, you don't have to catch this person up. But it's like, if there was someone in the, and that you unlocked early on in the game, they could be level seven when you're like level 25 and you're like, Hey, I want to, you know, I want to use this guy, but I can't. Right. Cause it's just useless. What is that something that they would or could patch, you know, just to, you know, make it so that it. characters level. So get some kind of passive bonus, you know, I'm sure they could, game. but would they No, Probably not. Right. Well, that's Anyways, why don't you, why don't you give the world an update on, what you've been playing or what you what you have since played right um well finally uh, i was gonna say that i'm like free of fire emblem three houses but that makes it sound as if like i didn't enjoy my time which like i absolutely did you know so here's uh, here's my question is it still standing a game of the year for you it, now it that you've beaten be, it it might be it's kind of like like I literally just finished it last night as I'm now talking about this literally just last night. So I kind of need to like, let it sit with me, I think for a bit, you know, cause like you had this sort of excitement factor of how much I was enjoying the game when I first started playing it. When I first said that I felt like it was a game of the year contender. And as is the case with like really long RPGs, you know, you kind of just get used to like living in that space and and playing the game i guess basically you know you just sort of adjust to okay this is the game this is my life kind of a thing so i don't know i, I definitely still think that at the end of the year it's going to be in that conversation um i think maybe my hesitance to like just jump out and say like yes it's still game of the year is the fact that like right now where i'm at is i'm like sort of going back and forth over whether or not I want to play the other routes and whether or not I feel like it's necessary for me to, because so much of the, you know, discussion around this game right now is the fact that there's like four separate storylines that you could do. And a lot of people, there's four. One of them has two different, one of the houses has two different routes, which I don't think is oh. where there anymore to say. Um, yeah. There's four different there's four different options that you can have, and people have been like discussing which you know best, which one gives you like the story. There is no like true ending, you know, as far as we know at this point, unless you know Nintendo comes out and says like this is what we're considering the canon storyline of this game or anything like that. You know, technically none of them is more valid than the others, but you have this feeling that that you know people think they have to play all four storylines to get okay this is the full story of the game but like having i just played golden deer it took me what was it like five minutes short of being a 76 hour playtime, and i felt like that was like a complete story and i don't feel like i really need to experience anything else on top of that so having like looked up a couple of things about what happens in the other storylines, it's not really a case of, you know, I want to go find out what 
the blue lions motivations were during that sequence of the game i'm really curious about that or something it's it says it's like the different stories like they're all contradictory you know they're like alternate universes basically so i don't really feel like there's actually much value to looking into it and thinking you know now that i've played all four of these stories i understand the whole story it's like no you're not really it's not necessarily that you're missing anything you know by not exploring the other paths it's just that the story you got is a version of this world essentially you know so it's four different stories basically basically it ends up being four different stories um the second that's cool half, though the second half of each one is completely different uh in terms of like the battles you fight the final boss is different in every single one um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's cool that's really cool uh, and and going along with that there's even i've seen a couple people complain about how uh, like I said, there's no true ending, so I'm not trying to argue that Golden Deer is the true ending. But I do feel like it is the ending that leaves the least unresolved at the end. Because having looked at all the other ones, uh, I think it, it would be possible to play them and still have some questions about, okay, well, you know, who was that character? And, and, and did we ever really defeat those villains? You know, what, is, what were they doing this whole time? You know, but the Golden Deer route, in my opinion anyway, really wraps up everything in a way that makes you take out all the bad guys, you know, leave some hope for the future and feels like you've truly accomplished something, you know, uh, even though you kind of end up having to uh, leave a trail of bodies yeah. as you go. But I mean, that happens, in all, that happens in all four stories. Happens in every game. You gotta leave a trail of bodies to get to it. So so much of what the game does is it doesn't like explicitly tell you a lot of things. I guess now that I'm talking about it, I'm like excited because I haven't really had anybody to talk about it with, <laughs> um, and I can't even go like too into depth since you haven't finished it yet. So we'll do like a. I'm still a I'm still thirty hours in. I have not touched it, but I think th- I was going to make this point when you were talking about it. You you know you were like since you know seventy six hours of gameplay, you know you get adapted to the world you're in. I didn't want that to happen to me. Mm-hmm. so i kind of stepped away from it so that way i can still return and still be excited instead right. of just tunneling on one game you know like i'll be honest like besides devil may cry 5 like i've been playing like mobile games just because like a i haven't really had the time to sit down and play something right but i mean the only thing other else that i've played was when i was hanging out with some friends last night i played guitar hero and i played dead by daylight that's it right like so other than that i've just been playing mobile games because i just haven't had time but i will get back into three houses and i'm gonna finish it especially since my friend david's now playing it so that way there's like i get three different like views on it right i wish that he would have picked black eagle so that way i would have had someone from each house but oh well yeah it's just as it's a big game and there's a lot of things that you can talk about with it, you know? So I think it'll be something like when you, when you finish it, what, no matter when that is, well, we can dive in and do like a big, you know, long spoiler discussion on it and compare notes on things. Right. The, uh, like the main reason why I made this like the only game that I was going to play was because I liked it so much. I knew I wanted to finish it and I didn't want to like I'll get myself into a situation where, I picked up another game and then suddenly I didn't have time to finish this anymore. You know, I didn't expect it to take me 75 hours <laughs> to finish. Right. 
like I said, I, I enjoyed it up to the end because I really enjoyed like the moment to moment battles of the game. The one thing that I, I would probably do differently if I went back and played it again was I got all of like my character support levels with the main character up to the maximum, like very early in the game. You know, and I think that if I had let myself like spread that out a little bit more throughout the game, I would have been able to keep that energy going and keep that interest going for a lot longer, you know, outside of the battles. The battles never, battles were always fun. They were always challenging. The last couple of missions, um, (laughs) like it's a good thing that you can just go to the home screen at any time on the Switch because the last couple of battles were like hour plus, hour and a half. I think the last battle took me an hour and a half to get through just because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to rush anything. There's so much happening, you know, in a good way. Right. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. When I can keep talking, I could keep talking about it. I don't want to just keep going on forever and ever and ever, I guess. I guess if I have one last thing to say about it again, like tying into what I was saying before about like whether or not you need to play every single story. This is something that I'm curious to find out about from, from your route, how it feels to you like in the moment. So much of like the ghoul and deer route is about like this question of, trust you know who who can we trust who can we form bonds with can we trust the things that people have told us can we trust history so and then there's also especially towards the end of it a lot of characters are talking about like you know wow it feels like we're taking place in history are we going to end up in the history books at some point so when you don't necessarily understand like the motivations of your enemies all the time, or you see a character do something and, you know, Claude remarks like, wow, I wonder why they did that. That doesn't seem to make any sense. Like that to me seems to fit like in the world of the game in the way that it's like, you know, the text is telling you, you're not always going to understand everything that's happening around you, you know? So it makes sense to me that like I play through this game and I don't know what happens in those other routes because part of the point is that, you don't always understand everything that's happening. History is only one particular telling of events. You know, this is the version you get, basically. Uh, And I found that really interesting. I've seen some people uh, who, again, like I mentioned, have played the game and felt like they didn't get the full picture. You know, so I don't know if it's just like a golden deer thing that made me feel like, no, this makes sense that I don't get the full picture because the point is that you don't get the full picture, you know? So that's something I'm interested to hear from you, at least, as you continue to play that game. Right. And that's going to be enough for now because... Yeah, you'll go on forever. I'll go on and on and on and on and on and on and <laughs> on. So we've talked about Final Fantasy VII Remake a couple times to this point, every time they release a new trailer. March 3rd, the game comes out. Very, 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 very excited about that one. <laughs> There's a new I think trailer. everyone is. I think everyone yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was one of those things where everybody was skeptical, like, is this going to turn out? You know? And the more we see, the more it's like, it looks like this is going to turn out. So, yeah. Uh, new trailer this week. The video people should hopefully be able to see it right now if it's not attacked by Square Enix. And lots of cool stuff in there to talk about and go through. Lots. Yeah. It's, I texted you. I was like, wow, that was so dope. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. Um, I guess just like picking some random places to to start. 
I think one of the biggest questions going into the story was how is it going to, how are they going to deal with like the sort of weird tone jumps that happen in Final Fantasy VII, specifically when you get to uh, Don Corneo's chunk of the game and Cloud has to dress up as a girl in order to sneak into his, his place. Uh, So that dude's in this trailer (laughs) and they, they don't show Cloud dressing up as a girl but they imply that it's going to happen. So anybody who knows yeah. it's going to happen is going to be able to watch that trailer and be like, they're doing it. Oh my God, they're doing it. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know how you feel for me personally. I feel like it's weird for me to be excited about that, but to me, it just, said, no, I mean, that's fun. Like that's going funny. Like, right it's fun. Yeah. Like they're, they're sticking true to it. And I mean, it's going to be kind of hilarious to see cloud dressed as a girl and, you know, HD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it's kind of, I mean, it's basically confirmed because they showed some of the mini games, like the squatting mini game that you yep. do to get parts of your outfit in the original. Uh, they show Aerith in a dress, um, talking about Don Corneo's specific tastes that he has. Uh, and then there's the part where they all sit together that Cloud's going to be fine doing this thing. So, yeah. In the game, it's gonna be weird. The uh, that that chunk of the game is interesting, though. I think it was uh, Tim Rogers who pointed out that that when that game was released originally, part of what, on top of like the silliness, that section of the game is really important because it's basically a dungeon, but there's no enemy encounters, you know. So it's a whole quest you have to deal, and you'll fight a single person the entire time, and it's just kind of like this interesting moment in like game history where. Uh, an RPG is just like, what if we don't need to fight things and we can do other, find other ways to do stuff, you know, even though it's really silly. Yeah. So that's neat. Um, we got some other shots of people in action in this one. They showed off uh, Ifrit and Shiva in this trailer. They did, yeah. Didn't they, um, didn't they show uh, Vincent too in this one? Oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't catch him if they did. I thought they did. I don't know. I could be wrong. I thought I saw Vincent like for like a solid like second or two in the in the background or something. There's a couple things that people have pointed out. You can't quite like see what's happening. So it's not impossible. That would be surprising though, because you don't meet Vincent in Midgar in the original game. And and this game supposedly is either only Midgar or primarily Midgar. But um, I guess we can talk about things that they've changed because I just mentioned the summons. So I, like I said, Vincent, you don't meet originally in the game until mid, after you leave Midgar. But uh, you also don't meet Ifrit and Shiva as summon characters until after you leave Midgar in the original game. And they showed them. they're there, there, yeah. So they're shifting things around somehow in order to give you those characters, you know, so maybe other characters could appear earlier in the game, you know? Right. That's a big possibility. Uh, there's also totally new stuff that they've added. So there's um, the part where they're on the motorcycles and then they're like, who's that? And then Cloud's like a soldier and it's like some dude with a sword we've never seen before. Yeah. As far as I can tell, looking it up online and talking to people about it, that's a completely new character who never appears in any form in the original game. Cool. So they're introducing and it sounds like he's a member of soldier the sword he has is apparently the same sword or very similar to 
the sword that Zack has at the beginning of Crisis Core. So maybe it's just like a soldier sword. They're adding new stuff, basically. Right. Well, the full extent yet, it definitely shifted some things around. There's stuff with Jesse, obviously, that is not in the original game. You never run your motorcycle in the game. And I'm for it, basically, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they said that they're going to, that they're expanding the game. Yeah, they're adding, you know, new content, but also sticking to a lot of, like, that's what they said, right? They said they were adding a lot of new content, but also still holding true to, like, the original story, so. You're right. This first game supposedly takes place completely in Midgar, which is about 25% of the original game, <laughs> so it's like, okay, are we going to have, you know, three more, four more of these after this, you know? Right. And we, and we just don't know yet. You know, just don't know yet. I actually think it would be kind of like, uh, as much as I as I would prefer them to do one game and be done with it, there's something kind of like poetic, I guess, about the idea of them having three new discs, basically, since the original Final Fantasy VII was on three discs. And just expanding on each of those sections. Yeah, yeah, basically. I think that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, I was... At first, I was skeptical because I was like, ah, I'd rather just, you know, be able to play the game from start to finish. But then I really thought about it and I was like, well, if they're expanding that much, you know, in the first section of the game that it's going to comprise up, you know, I forget how many hours they said uh, just for the first like part. I'm excited to see what they would do to add on to the rest of the game. So right. I think it'll be cool. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be, you know different but it's going to be good yeah they did say that the first game whatever we're calling it is the length of like a full normal rpg so it's gonna they said it's gonna be like at least 20 to 30 hours worth of stuff you know and the original game was not that long in just the midgar section so you gotta wonder like what that pacing feels like is it 20 or 30 hours because everything just has to take longer in like a fully 3d space, you know, like that's right. It was maybe 10 hours probably of the original game, you know, so it's like they've doubled or tripled that amount of time at least. Right. You know, which could be good. Could also be a lot more cutscenes and stuff, you know, Yeah, which they've also definitely have changed, you know, and added and, you know, tweaked and, and if they're adding new villains, like like with this other with this other guy, you know that could be interesting. My only like potential hesitation with them, like adding totally new stuff or changing things, is wondering how's how, it going to fit in to the rest of the game. Yeah, like how does that affect you know the future games? You know, like they're if they're introducing characters that never existed, what's like the domino effect? If you know if if they're expanding the story of some characters who were like some allies of yours I'm trying to stay vague i guess <laughs> some just in case people don't know some allies of yours that end up like not surviving half you know halfway through the game or less like what does that what does that mean for later in the story you know like there's a shot at the end of the trailer that looks like it's sector 7 collapsed like it does in the game you know and some of your buddies don't survive that in the original game and it looks as if some of those characters are getting a little bit more screen time than they did in the original. So you got to wonder, is that 
that's like towards the very end of your Midgar experience in the original. Is that still the end of that? Challenge? That'd be such a kick you in know? the face if that was the end of the game. It's just like all your friends die. It's like, oh, okay, great. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like the last thing that happens in Midgar, but it's one of the last things, you know what I mean? You know, right. That, that's when you sort of turn around and start doing your escape. So that could be a cool, like, act three turnaround as that happens, you know, sort of classic movie act three. You're at your lowest point, and then the heroes rally to go fight the bad guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, the other big thing... if, I mean, if That's kind of what happened. That's what they did with Final Fantasy fifteen. let's be honest. You know, it took a really dark turn, and then it's just like, all right, well, I got to go do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The um, actually, it makes me that makes me wonder also. As you brought that up, I was I was wondering about like how explorable Midgar might end up being. You know, have they turned it into like something of an open world in a way, where you right. can explore and do side quests, and is that where all this extra content and time has come from? You know, which could be fun. Like it, like. Midgar in the original is really cool where you get to explore and you, and you kind of don't even get to explore that much of it. It's just such a unique place that it feels a lot larger than it really is in that game. You know, right. so they like blew it up to this much larger size. You now you can explore more of it a little bit more freely. That could be interesting. So I guess one last sort of thing about the trailer specifically that I'll say is the fact that they show a little bit with Sephiroth again, who again is mentioned, but does not even show up in the Midgar sequence originally. So how, how does that work? Is, you know, have they moved things around? Is he, is he actually there? Is it cloud hallucinating, you know? Right. I guess we're going to, we're going to find out in March. Yeah, for so, sure. My hype level. That is a good point. I didn't even think of that. I forgot. That's a, I thought there was a sequence where they showed Sephiroth, but he didn't like fight cloud in Midgar in the original one. I th- I think the first time you see him at all is during the flashback sequence when Cloud like remembers the mission at Nibelheim, which I don't think happens until after you leave Midgar. He's mentioned a bunch of times before then as like this legendary character. Uh, and then this would probably end up being like the climax of the game. So I don't really want to spoil it, but you see the destruction he can cause we'll say um at towards the end of the midyard sequence you know but i don't think he ever shows up until after you leave you know so they've shown him in every trailer they've released so far <laughs> right yeah. and i and maybe i don't know if i'm misremembering it but like to me part of like what made seeing him in that Nibelheim flashback so interesting is the fact that you've heard things about this guy, you've seen the damage he can cause, and then he's on your team in this flashback, you know, and you're supposed to be fighting alongside him. So it was this moment of just like, wow, here's this legendary dude who's been doing some bad junk, you know, what is he really capable of, you know? So if they've changed that, I wonder kind of what the intention is and how that's going to end up feeling, you know? And it's probably just one of those things where it's like the character is so iconic that it would be impossible to not bring him up or show him somehow, you know? Right. Like if, if you're breaking this story into pieces, you got to think people are picking it up that are aware of Sephiroth and are aware of Final Fantasy VII but never played the original. And then they're going to play through the whole game and then wonder like, hey, where was that 
silver haired dude that everyone's always talking about. There's a guy with the long sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they probably changed that somehow. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, no, in March. We can talk about this forever. Yeah, we know. We'll find out in March. Any, any closing thoughts on Final we'll Fantasy? Find out in March. Remake? Nope, yeah. we'll find out in March. We'll find out in March. That's my, find that's March. my final thought. Okay. Or if they release more trailers or something. I imagine there's probably going to be at least one more trailer before it comes out. Yeah, that's what I mean. And there's, there's been some gameplay demos that have come out too. I know just last night slash this morning there was like a live stream demo that they did. I didn't really get to watch the whole thing, but it showed off just some more battle stuff. You got to see Ifrit like in combat. Um, it looks as if he controls kind of like in Final Fantasy XII where you summon them and then they just sort of do their own thing as a character in battle rather than you like controlling their inputs and rather than them being like a single attack. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Right. Cool. Cool. Would you like to talk about the Resident Evil Project Resistance? Looks weird. Looks weird? Looks weird. What's weird about it? <laughs> I watched probably like, I forget how long the video was. I think it was like, because it was like a trailer and gameplay show off, right? Yeah, they did, they did a trailer and they did like a gameplay demo. So, I don't know, man. I, it, it just looks weird. Like, it's, it's timed and you have to escape the levels. It's not like, just like a story progression it looks like to me it it's just weird mm -hmm. it looks like you you know like a game where it's like survive this long to escape and it, like i hate those kinds of games like i absolutely hate it like just for an example like there's plants vs zombies garden warfare right it's basically that but just the ending half it's like all right wait for wait for escape like that's what i'm getting just from what i saw right i didn't watch the whole thing because i was like this looks dumb um i was really excited about the four player thing um until i saw that it was like the time to like you got to do a certain amount of things within a certain time to like pass level like i'm not a huge fan of that i would prefer right. just the typical like all right let me have to kill these things and progress and you know find items to survive and then you know just keep progressing and not the whole survive and you know find these because it, it almost feels like it's trying to be like dead by daylight in my opinion but without right. like dead by daylight doesn't have a timer on it you know like that's what it feels like to me and it's um, i'm not a huge fan of that so yeah, and I guess for anybody that like isn't hasn't seen the trailer, like the basic setup is that there's four survivor characters that you can play as, and then one I think they called the mastermind, who is the character that I don't know if you even have to like fight them directly or if they just are just or are attempting to the trailer makes it look like that character that player will like manipulate stuff and obstacles that the other survivors have to get through. You know, and if you can kill all of them, then you win. Or if you survive as the survivors, then you win, you know? Which yeah, is and like you have to like find thing. weapons. You have to like find weapons and stuff like that. Like I get like in Resident Evil, you know, you start with a pistol and you, you, you know, you eventually find like the shotgun, you find the submachine gun, you find the sniper rifle, stuff like that. 
But for each game to be like, it's basically an online game at this mm-hmm. point. You know, it's and like I said, it feels like it's trying to be Dead by Daylight, but you know, a little more action based instead of Heidi. Which, I mean, in that perspective, I'm cool with. I would, I would like Dead by Daylight if there was more action in it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, don't tell me this is a Resident Evil game. This is the same issue I had with Resident Evil, what, 7? Biohazard? Right. It's not what I want out of a Resident Evil game. Like, I get that they want to, you know, try to mix up the series and they want to, you know, do different things. But for God's sakes, you just remade Resident Evil 2 and everybody loved, you know, the classic style. What makes you think going back to a different style is a good idea? Right, yeah. Like, I just don't, I can't comprehend why they would do something like that right yeah like, well, if like... you want to make the game make it make it a different title by the same people you know like this is this is a different game if maybe it's in the resident evil world but don't call it resident evil like right. it's, that's not what it is yeah i think it's definitely meant to be like a it's a spin-off for sure and from what i understand about it i think it's been in development like since before the resident evil 2 remake you know so i they it sounds as if they probably didn't expect the remake to take off in the way that it did, you know, being like, I would, I would argue maybe even more well-received than seven was, you know, and seven uh, like 100% the big was turning point in the series, you know, so they probably didn't expect that number one, which led, which makes people just want them to continue doing that, like, or that style at least. So, you know, so they, I guess what I'm getting at is like this sort of type of game reads to me more as like the kind of game they would have made before making seven and before making the two remake when they just have, you know, was it, what is resident evil? Well, resident evil is a franchise. It's a license that we slap on a whole bunch of different kinds of gameplay styles and see what people want, you know? Uh, that's that's kind of what this feels like you know they're like let's just try you know let's try the dead by daylight thing which like asynchronous multiplayer games are becoming more and more popular these days it seems you know so it's like them trying to say let's see if we can try one of those you know whereas i originally thought i don't think it'd be like uh resident evil left for dead which i was just like sign me up (laughs) that's what i was exactly that's what i'm saying they could have done so many like when you said four players it's like oh my god like could it be like basically left for dead three that I've been waiting for, mm-hmm. but just third person. And they screwed me. They made dead by daylight, but resident evil. Yeah. And I'm just like, like, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I've played dead by daylight. I, you know, my friends are obsessed with it. I played it last night, like I said earlier, but that's only because I made a deal with them that I could play another guitar hero song. And then I would have to play dead by daylight if I did. So, you know, I made it's a sacrifice. Choice, <laughs> yeah, it's not my first choice. I made right. I made a deal to get another song in Guitar Hero, but I had to play Dead by Daylight if I did. So, you know, it wasn't my choice, but I I did play. Um, this game might be a little more entertaining than that, except I don't like the idea of a timer. I think that's so stupid. Right. Like, you should either have to kill the survivors or you should have to escape. There should be no time frame because then what happens? Then it's like the mastermind, if if they don't escape in time, they lose, you know, or the mastermind wins then. It's like that doesn't seem like 
a very fun approach to the game because it's like you're gonna have to be hurrying around and like i get that's what you want to do like in a survival horror game you want to have like very little time to think and you want to be on your toes but it shouldn't be timed it should be based off of what is happening around you not you know oh my god i only have two minutes to get this thing and you know get over there and then i have to do this to get out of here all within this certain amount of time like yeah it should be more about like the path that people are are taking and stuff like that and how quickly you're accomplishing those not like the time frame right i have nothing else to say other than strange places (laughs) yeah i'm i'm i don't have anything else to say about this game other than i think that's a huge screw up right and i think that it you know, while there is a certain niche for it, I don't think it's going to steal away the Dead by Daylight people. They've been doing too many good things for that game right now, uh, especially with, like, the Stranger Things add-on, the Ghostface add-on, the Ash from the uh, Evil Dead series add-on, like, all that. Like, they're doing too many good things for, you know, them to steal that community. Maybe the Friday the 13th community will go there because that game sucks, but, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a goal to aspire to to steal the audience of a game that nobody likes. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, my only, I guess, my only other thing would would be to say that um, there's there's potential for a good game to be here. Whether or not it is a good Resident Evil game remains to be seen, and I just hope that they don't like sort of blow the goodwill that they've built up over the last two games by making this side spinoff game that nobody really wanted or was asking for and ends up not being a really good time you know it would be yeah. you're like yeah resident evil's back and then immediately they're just like okay well maybe they didn't learn anything so doesn't mean that they're not also working on a resident evil 3 make, remake doesn't mean they're not also working on the resident evil 8 at this time those are probably both still happening but just seems like an odd choice at this odd point. choice so, yeah that's what i would yeah. say We'll see when it comes out. We'll see what the we'll definitely revisit it once it comes out. We'll you know, we'll talk about it and we'll see uh what's up, what people think. Right. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it. I'll tell you that right now. I'll I'll just read reviews and watch streamers to see if people are enjoying it or not. Right. But I'm I'm not gonna buy it. There's no way now. Right. It is what it is. Moving on. To a game I'm actually interested in. Now well, there's two things left on the list. So which one did you think I was going to say next? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk about uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> what was what was, what was, was before that? I was going to talk about uh, Ring Fit Adventure, but we can talk about Dragon Ball Z. Oh, first. that one too. Yeah, I'm interested in that one too. Um, let's, let's talk about Dragon Ball Z because I probably have less to say about it. Sure. Uh, just to just to sort of get it out. Quickly. Yeah, it was a little update. It wasn't really much. Yeah, well, it's the first time that as far as I know anyway, that we've seen like actual extensive gameplay of it at all. So they did gameplay demos at Tokyo Game Show. Game Informer put out a really good, um, one of their like new gameplay today videos going through it. Um, I'll try to link that for everybody. Uh, And just talk about like what the game is like, you know? And the idea here is that it follows basically the entire Dragon Ball Z story from Raditz appearing to the end of the Boo Saga, apparently. Um, And the game is supposed to be like an open world adventure game where you can fly around as Goku in the environment. You can do side quests. You can battle dinosaurs. There's dinosaurs in Dragon Ball, if you didn't know that. Uh, And then 
and then also go through the story of Dragon Ball Z. You know, in in the demo that Game Informer showed off, you're it's it was up to the first Raditz boss fight. So you're flying around as Goku, Piccolo's with you. Uh, you could train against other other dinosaurs. They didn't do any like quests or anything like that, but there was like a person who I, th- I think like they had a person give them a quest, but they didn't end up doing it. They went to bot to the boss fight after that. Right. And then the combat is kind of like Xenoversy in a way where, where like when you get down into like a fight, it ends up, and I just sort of mean like the visuals of it. Like, like I don't actually know how like the, the button like combos and things work, you know, cause it's not like a fighting game, but it ends up having like sort of similar action camera happening um, in terms of like it's third person uh, you want to fly at them to do your super move. You're going to, you know, fly off at them to do your super moves, that kind of thing. Um, it'll also, this is kind of funny. I think this is actually kind of out of place in this style of game. But like when Raditz goes to do like his special move at one point, it does like the classic fighting game thing, especially in Dragon Ball games, where it's just like close up of Raditz and he powers up and then quick animation of him doing his attack. And then it like zooms out for you to be able to like, dodge the attack, you know, and fly around and stuff like that. So the game is, uh, I think it comes out in January. January yeah. 7th, I think is what I saw. So they still have a couple months to go. I thought this that this demo looked kind of rough, and I'm still kind of on the fence about this game. I'll have to watch. I still didn't watch it. So I'm going to have to watch it now because that's kind of what you just kind of told me scared me a little bit. So. Yeah, there's parts of it that I like. And so let me, when I say like, again, because I know the Xenoverse thing is probably scares you because I know you don't, you're not really a fan of those games, right? Um, the first one, no. The second one got a lot better. Okay. Uh, I think Naruto did it better anyways and Shinobi <laughs> Strikers. No, I do. I really do. I really, I still need to finish that game too. It's really good, but. Right. So, uh, that's, so that's based yeah. on, so, so me saying that is based on like, again, in, in the Game Informer demo, whoever had played the demo mentioned that. And then I was like, that makes sense based on the visuals that I'm seeing, you know. As but long it, as it's not like feel totally different. Tenkaichi, game, I don't you know? care. Yeah. As long as it's not Ultimate Tenkaichi, I could care less. That game was the worst piece of garbage that any anime game has ever put out. I don't care what anybody says. I, I didn't play that one, so. Do, it's, do you remember? It's literally, like, you press, like, three buttons, and then you get thrown into an action sequence where you have to, like, press a sequence of buttons that, like, appear on the screen. Oh, while, okay. Yeah, I think and I while the other person's, like, doing the same thing, to, but you can't actually really defend it or anything. So, like, if you're good at the game, you can just get locked into, like, sequence after sequence after sequence and just get killed from 100 to zero right off the beginning if you get screwed. Okay. Yeah. It's stupid. I, I absolutely hate that game. Yeah, I don't think anything like that could happen in this game because of the fact that it is a more like a sort of action RPG that happens to have like an anime fighter coat of paint on top of it, you know? Right. Um, so I'm hopeful to see more of it. I'm hoping that that they are able to polish it up a little bit more between now and January. And it's not a ton of time. They probably have to finish the game, you know, by the beginning of December, basically. Right. Time, But could be interesting the collector's edition has a really cool um as a lot of anime collector's editions these days seem to have uh, a really cool like figure that you can get that has goku and gohan flying on the nimbus next to like a dinosaur um super expensive though so i probably won't get it but maybe i will maybe i'll convince myself that it's worth it somehow 
Knowing you, maybe. <laughs> so I still have my Best Buy uh, Gamers Club for a couple more months, so maybe I'll maybe I'll justify it based on that. Uh, so that's coming sure. out in January. Uh, I, I feel like I've been skeptical the entire time, but I like Dragon Ball so much that I really just, and I like the idea of like a Dragon Ball RPG so much that I just really want this to work out. <laughs> yeah. So I really hope that it does. Okay. Okay. Now it's time to talk about the Ring Bit Adventure. The Ring of Power from Nintendo. Um, we didn't talk about this when they first announced it. I forget why, but they well they showed like a teaser trailer that was just the ring and people playing the game, but not what the game was. And then earlier this week, they showed the actual trailer, and it's a fitness game that is also an RPG. Yes. It's weird. <laughs> it is weird. But. but yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of into it, dude. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. Like, yeah. here's here's the thing, right? I had Wii Fit on, on Wii, mm-hmm. the, the original one, you know? That game was fun. What, like, doing the mini games, like, you know, uh, skiing and snowboarding and stuff like that. Like, that was all fun. But there was just something that that game lacked. And that was like, to me, it felt like, you know, like a story. Right. This Something's game, yeah, this game, you know, like, it's weird because of like, you have to strap the Joy-Con to your leg. You have to, you know, slide it into the, the ring, which is, it's like weird. I don't know why they, like, I get why they did it. They had to make it one piece so that you could, you know, uh be like interactive with both of your hands because the other joy cons on your leg but right at the same time i almost feel like it would be better to like enable like four joy cons or three joy cons or something and just have one for each oh i see what you're saying you know like one one leg and then each hand so that you know you're like like fighting someone you know you have to like do a specific thing or something like that but regardless it looks pretty cool right yeah, I think the ring is supposed to. I don't know if this was confirmed that if it has like any kind of like resistance tension in it or not. Oh, it was confirmed in the video. Yeah. Did it say that? Okay, yeah, because I just assumed that they thought that that's what like the idea. Yeah, it's like electronically is. censored to see like how much force you can actually put into it, and apparently it like modifies the insides to like. Oh. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know how the I technology expected, works. Expected. <laughs> if I mean, if that's if that's true, like that's what I that's what I gathered. Like a lot, so many people that I was saying were talking about it being like. Oh, it's just a uh, just a metal ring that they that they put together. But if it's that, then it's like no, this is a high tech metal ring, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I like the idea the of them being fitness like, accessory. Yeah, uh, I like the idea of them being like, we're gonna take a fitness game, but give you like a narrative reason to want to come back every day, you know, beyond just uh, I gotta do my daily exercises. You know what I mean? Even yes. if like the story isn't particularly good. You know, it doesn't really have to be for what you get out of it in a way. Right. Uh, in, uh, I saw, I think there was The Verge did uh, like sort of preview of it. And they quoted Nintendo as saying that if you were to play the game for one hour every day, it would probably take you between three and four months to beat the game. So that's like Fire Emblem Three Houses <laughs> kind of a I was going to say, you know? I was going to say that's, well, 
30 days a month, three to four months, you know, that's, that's yeah. 90, that's 90 days. That's yeah. 90 hours for a freaking fitness game, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's cool. Thing. And that's based on them assuming people are, are, you know, are going to be able to play it for like an hour a day, you know, uh, in terms of like exercise, you know, people definitely don't, don't do overestimate, yeah. overestimating your, your fan so base, you, your Nintendo. So if you're more like, you know, a person who's going to be like, well, I can play this game for like a half hour, three nights a week, you know, then you're going to have a full year's worth of fitness RPG to get through. You know what I mean? You'll be playing until Ring Fit Adventure 2 comes out. Uh, which I'm going to bust, a bust it out in a week. Yeah. I'm going to do a week challenge. No, I'm just <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think I, I think that's all good. You know, just to be clear, is I think it's it's to me because it says that they've actually put a lot of time and effort into it. You know, and thought, yeah. thinking like, how do we make this game big enough to justify people wanting to revisit it? You know, constantly, and they even have uh, just straight up fitness mini games. Like, if you prefer the sort of Wii Fit style, you can play a lot of those challenges that the story mode would give you as mini games. So that you can just do, you know, some here's exercise. My, here's my 30 minutes of squats and yeah, you know, exactly. yoga. Play the squat mini game. I think I think it's a really cool idea. Uh, I think it's what we fit was lacking, is you know, a narrative. Um, not to mention we fit, you know, some of the board really that you you know that you had, so it was very touchy a right. lot of the times. So that's I guess that's my only concern because like. You know, I don't know why anybody would do this, but say, you know, someone's at, say the story is really good in this game. I don't know what it is. No one knows, I guess, but, you yeah, know. It's still the basic premise of the story is, but yeah. Right, but, you know, say it actually. JRPG story. Right, but say it's, like, actually captivating, which I don't think anybody's actually probably expecting, but right. say it really is, you know, who's to say, you know, I'm not going to take the thing, and it's like, oh, when you squat, I'm just going to lower it, you know, like. Like, yeah, it defeats. Yeah, it defeats the purpose. But you know, like, I don't know. I find it kind of funny, like the timing of the release, though, because when they did their Nintendo Direct last week, they didn't like announce anything that was like really huge. So a lot of people were like, you know, what's the big holiday game this year going to be? And now it's like maybe the big holiday game is actually going to be Ring Fit Adventure. You know, who would have thought that was <laughs> what <laughs> Nintendo was banking on? This uh, strange fitness game. You know, it's possible because, you know, like, like I said, we fit was huge, mm -hmm. you know, like that was, if you had a Wii, you probably had we fit like most people I know that had, we had, right. we fit and yeah. we fit board, you know, selling games on that system, you know? Yeah. That's what I mean. So like for them to think that, you know, this could be the big holiday game. It's not that far of a stretch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it happening. You know, so We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit, I guess, in October when it comes out and see what people think. So that's it. Okay, we did it. I think that's the whole episode. Closing remarks? Questions, comments? Uh, questions? I got to beat Fire Emblem. I got to beat Devil May Cry 5. I got to beat Kingpin and Ultimate Alliance 3. And I got to stop playing so many goddamn games at the same time. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a funny spot now where... I, I have Link's Awakening pre-ordered. That comes out oh, Friday. That's right. Mm. Yeah, comes out on Friday. There's gonna there's gonna be a. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna borrow it when you beat it. I'm not even gonna because if I because I know that you're gonna take your time playing it, and hopefully by then 
I'll be done with some of my other games. So I'll just see if I can snag it from here afterwards. Well, that game's not super long anyway, so probably won't. It, I'm sure it won't take me two months to get through like Fire Emblem did. Right, um, but still. But you know, like I got, I played all of like uh, like Between Worlds in like a week because I, I love that one so much. And this is I still didn't beat that one. Roughly the same length of time, from what I understand, um, based on the stuff that he's like added and, and things like that. Uh, so yeah, so basically, I have a couple of days that I got to decide. You know, what do I want to play for just a couple of days? Do I go back to something that I put on hold for Fire Emblem? Do I want to wait until after Link's Awakening now to go back to to those games? Yeah, I would do that. Because if it's not that long of a game, I would just do it, you know. Because yeah, then okay. it could, then it's going to get put in your backlog, and you're not going to play it. All right, I'm probably going to play the Messenger DLC, which is something I never got to play when it came out. I just like, oh, that's true. got away from me, and then Fire Emblem took over my life. Yeah. Um, again, in a good way. Um, and there's Fire Emblem DMs DLC coming out at some point, so that'd be great. True. Happens. Although they said it's going to come out between sometime before April 2020, so got a little bit of time. Yeah, you got you got some time. It never ends, but this show does end, so we're going to end it now. <laughs> that was smooth. Thank you. Uh, so everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. If you listen to the audio version, again, thanks for hanging out. You got the full show. You got all the random banter in between segments and things like that, so congratulations. That's the that's the podcast. Oh, they get to hear me dying from sneezing. No, I cut that out. I don't, I don't make ah, any sense after that. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure um, people could tell that, you know, like my nose is stuffy because I sound, you know. Yeah, there's only so much but, you can do, but the sneezes yeah. are fine. Um, so if, if you're listening on iTunes and have not like added it to your podcast feed, please do that so that it'll always update for you. And remember to leave us a review on iTunes so that people can find the show. You can follow us on Twitter at BrotherlyLoveG1. And you can follow us on Twitch at BrotherlyLoveG1. I'm sure I'll stream something there pretty soon since I don't have to worry about people spoiling Fire Emblem for me anymore. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I think that's everything. That's why, I've stayed, that's why I've stayed away from Twitch for, you know, for so long. Because, right. like, all the games that I've been interested in playing or, like, streaming, I'm so scared that they're going to get spoiled. Like, I was going to do a DMC or Devil May Cry 5 um, stream, like, from, you know, start to finish. Obviously not in one sitting. But... I was just like, I'm actually invested in that story and I don't want people to spoil me. And I know that's how the internet is. So, mm-hmm. no, well, don't do so much. Yep. Anyways, anyway, that's the end. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, see you all next time. See you.